everybody. <clears throat> Hi. It's polony out there. I, I w- I've been waking up with a lack of voice because we have the uh, windows open in the bedroom for cool whoa. air to come through. Well, it's that time. I mean, we had beautiful weather yesterday. That was fantastic. Today was the coldest 60 weather day I've ever experienced in my life. 60 degree weather day. Yeah, 60 my ass. That's yeah. what they say. And um, tomorrow it's going to be 80. So April, everybody in Pennsylvania. 80 storms, possible tornadoes. <laughs> Who knows what we might get. But we don't get like real tornadoes. N- no, no. It's not like uh, the Midwest. South. Yeah. Like, you can stand there and be like, oh, cool, a tornado. <laughs> um, but yeah, here we are. Uh, so last week we talked WrestleMania moments, and uh, we saw some this week. Um, of course, we both watched WrestleMania. Um, you watched the Raw afterwards. I, I always say I'm gonna, but I know I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> You well, you even said you were going to, and then not. So, and you lived up to it. Yeah, yeah. I I was like I like WrestleMania, but not enough to keep following the product. <laughs> yeah, it was it was. You like you like the grandeur. Oh, I like the lack of commercials. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was there was there was a lot of wrestling. They, they really it really was just other than uh, the filler. That they put in place to, uh, I mean, it's just basically different commercials, what we got. Yeah, but it's like, I guess. you know, I don't know. Uh, it was good. It was it was good. I didn't know everybody exactly, but I was I was impressed by most of the matches. The, the John Cena, Austin Theory was okay. The tag team showcase, which I argued last week, didn't have a place on the card. There's no story, obviously, because it's just a showcase. Sure. Which the men's one was pretty fucking exciting. They were. It, it was. It was funny because they were just going for. It was a spot were, fest. It was a spot. It fest. was a spot fest. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Strowman going off topper was fuck it. I mean, it was great. The the multi person uh, suplex off the top rope was hysterical. Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, and it's the yeah. It's it's the it's the warm me up. It's the, let's have some fun, folks. Um, the. Triple Threat Women's the Damage Control with Lita and Trish Stratus. Stratus, Tr- first of all, Trish Trish Stratus still Jeez. looks phenomenal at forty-seven. Um, that's that's how I'm gonna look at forty-seven. <laughs> My boobs are gonna be just as big. Um, Lita's not bad either, you know, for her no, for her not. sake. But uh, uh, that match was okay. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it was a little. But uh, Ray and two people. Two in there that are, you know, twenty years past their right, careers. Right. Sure. And, you know. Ray and Dominic. Holy shit, was that fun? Dominic's entrance was amazing. I love that so fucking much. It was. It was so cheesy, but it was great. I. That's that's wrestling. That was good shit. Dominic came out. They did this whole thing with him getting released from prison. And then, like, to find out... So I haven't been following it as well, but to find out he he really wasn't in prison, <laughs> but he's making it seem like he's he did hard time. You know, he, yeah. he was kayfabe in there for, like, a night. Mm-hmm. But he's making it seem like he did hard time, and that's hysterical, and that just makes his gimmick better. And, um, like, getting out of prison and then coming out in this, like, high-security van and being walked up to the ring in handcuffs... And the cop on the left was, you can tell, 
Like they got came right out of central casting. But they, like, no, they weren't. Some, got... They were. Um, they're all wrestlers, indie guys. Okay. Well, he was nervous as shit. Yeah, there's, I mean, there. Every wrestler's dream is to be at WrestleMania, and he was there, and they were there. Um, and Dominic, I mean, Jim Cornette says that he goes, "If you're, and you know, Jim Cornette, you, you take him with a grain of salt. He's not always very, but I think he's a brilliant wrestling mind. God damn, he said that that if you're looking at whose career has more potential, Hook, the son of Taz, or and I'm not going to, Dougie doesn't listen, but I know if he did, he'd piss off right now because I think he loves Hook. Hook or uh, Dominic, and he's like, I'd say Dominic because that guy, he plays a heel so fucking good. And he know he knew how to get heat wearing that lucha mask and then taking it off and then just smirking at the crowd, man. Oh, but he's hateable. That kid had such good heat. Uh, and that match was good. They Like, they were good. Fucking yeah. Ray. I mean, Ray's probably loving working with his son. It's probably, I mean, in real life, it's probably the best thing for a father. Oh, that beat the shit out of your kid. Yeah, yeah. well, that or but like you know, working with your oh, your yeah. boy. Oh yeah, I'm sure you you don't think you know twenty some years ago. Well, well, twenty years ago, no, maybe he had that idea in his head because his kid was there. But when you get in the business, he's not thinking that one day I'm going to wrestle my son at WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. That's great. Uh, then the match of the whole weekend, the best match of the weekend, without a doubt, hands down, 100% best match of the weekend, Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Holy yeah. shit, I had no idea the two of them could bring that kind of performance. Yeah, it was great. That was like up there with fucking Sean and Razor, Steamboat and the Savage, fucking Bret Hart and... and uh, Anybody, I mean, god damn, those two can work. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah. Uh, Gibbon666, this is the greatest podcast on the planet. Seriously. Well, you are a sweet boy. Or girl, we're not sure. I'm I'm trying to. It's Yeah, we, we sweet boy is uh, in terror or whatever you want to. Yeah, know. anyone could be a sweet boy. It's, it's a, yeah, we're all sweet boys here. Sweet <laughs> Uh, thank you. Um, I, I disagree, but <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. There's so many out there. Like yeah. the, the, in a time where basically everyone has a podcast. Yeah, but not everyone has a good podcast, and not everyone has a podcast that's been going for seven years. So, wait, <laughs> let's see. We started in 2016. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our motto: is quantity over quality. Right. 17 to 16 to 17 that's one year 17 to 18 that's two 18 to 19 that's three and speaking of quantity was 19 to 20 oh man that's four 20 to 21 that's five 20 to 22 that's six 22 to 23 in september we are going to be seven years old squeezer oh wow and we act like it we sure do uh, but the tag match was good. The Roman Cody match was good. It wasn't the outcome everyone wanted, but you know it was still good. Um, uh, I I think it's even better for that. Well, now, now I don't care, honest to God. I was just I just wanted Cody to win the, for him to bring back the a winged eagle belt, <laughs> <laughs> which now might never happen. Now that uh, Endeavor, now that Ari Gold fucking owns WWF. Ah, they don't. They're not gonna fuck with it much. How do you know? I heard they changed so much about UFC. They're not going to change storyline. 
No, I don't care about the storyline. I care about the belt. <laughs> That's storyline. That prop, like Jake said, they'll never change the belt because it's a giant WWE logo. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you look, the oh, the god, the UFC belts are so fucking ugly. I don't but that know. was before Endeavor bought them out. I don't, I don't watch UFC. Yeah. I hope. I hope we don't. I mean, I'm not gonna really watch until maybe SummerSlam. Maybe, but I hope we don't that, see. That's gonna be uh, Cody Lesnar and shoot Ryan. fighting, and uh, it, w- it won't it be a backlash and then next. No, they're gonna drag this thing out. It'll probably backlash will probably be co- just Cody and Lesnar. Oh, you think it's SummerSlam's the three way dance? Yeah, that's gonna be your three way dance. That's, because then, then Cody could pin Lesnar, and Roman yep. won't get pinned, and that man Roman doesn't get pinned, and he gets a thousand days. And then he can, okay. they can put the belt right back on him. All right. So people just don't stop listening to the show altogether. Let's move on from <laughs> WrestleMania. Oh, but the, the that the IC match, I fucking love. Oh that. yeah, yeah. That that was a second favorite because it's good. literally the wrestling match didn't start until halfway through. The first half was them literally just chop slapping and chopping the shit out of each other as hard as they possibly could. Okay. With that being said, let's move on. Uh, Super Mario Brother movie opened today. Yeah, got burned on Rotten Tomatoes, but I in, heard in a yeah, way that makes like, me want to see it because it's like it just follows the story we all know. I'm like, good, that's what I yeah. want. <laughs> They're like, oh, it, it's all all flash and entertainment with no real substance or heart. I'm like, it's gonna make I, a billion dollars. See, I, didn't, I didn't know Mario was known for its heart. I'm like, right, we want to see the story. We want to see Mario and all the costumes racing in the cars. You know, some funny jokes here and there. If he climbs into a giant boot, I will lose my oh shit. Oh, my God. Oh, God. What's Juggum's boot? or jug- What's that boot called? I forgot what it's called. I just called it the the boot. It's got a name. Yeah. Goomba shoe. It's a Goomba shoe. Or Karubo shoe. shoe, technically. Karubo shoe, yeah. Karib- Ka- Karibo shoe. Karibo shoe. That was my favorite power-up to get. And I wish that was something you could get and put in your inventory. Because, like, I would get those. I'd get the Tanuki suit. I'd get the frog suit. I'd get the Hammer Brothers suit. And I would keep them there like like I was curating a... I would never use them. You never use them. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You would, like, oh, I... Like, you would, like, go and, like, burn your stars and, and fireballs. Your stars, fireballs, uh, ma- magic mushrooms, even P-wings. Yeah. You know, or even yeah. just regular uh, 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 leaves. A leaf, yeah. But you never touch the Tanuki suit. You never yeah. touch the frog suit, and you never touch the hammer suit. And I would the music, your music box. You never touched. Uh, because it was worthless. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because why would you want to use it? Because it's because uh, you get a hammer, brother, and it's right. It's right. Something more for your collection. Right, and the uh, the the anchor never use. Um, yeah. Juggum's cloud, you never touch. Yeah, like. The the anchor, it's like, oh, you mean I'm going to fail the airship once? Fuck Never. <laughs> and I beat, I'm a completionist. I have to beat every level, so. Oh, yeah, you it, gotta go It's back not like go I'm gonna have to, like, if you're doing a speed run, maybe, but no, nah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the doing whole level completion. I'm actually playing through um, Game Boy Advance <laughs> Mario 3. Nice. Because it's on the fucking emulator on Switch, so. Why not, right? Yeah. Yeah, you going this uh, weekend or? 
When? Uh-huh. A- after work. <laughs> we're, we got... Uh, well, you might be done early. You have the double header on Saturday. I'm going Monday with the kids. Oh, yeah, Monday. They're off school, so... It's going to be a movie... Oh, my God, they're off. It's going to be a movie theater full of six- and seven-year-olds. Oh, for sure. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, that'll be a good audience to watch with. I might be going... Oh, yeah, it'll be fun. I might... Maybe I'll push a Mrs. Squeeze to go to the movie tavern so I can get a beer. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, are we are we got Phantoms. You're a baseball Friday, Saturday, right? Baseball. Yes. Uh, so yeah, I'm at I'm at hockey Friday, Saturday, so I won't I won't be. Aww. But I'm moving Dwayne from hockey to Iron Pigs now for because Barry has to direct Phillies, so. Talking about work on air, you don't have to deal Working with Barry. Working it out on it. Now you all know, though, so you can all be relieved that it's Dwayne. Not, Trust it's me. all Dwayne, and and when you watch the Phillies game, if there's a screw up, blame Barry. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch the Iron Pigs game and you screw up, blame Barry. Blame Barry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Blame Barry. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that reminds me to make that. Change on crew master. Why Ch-ch-ch-changes we're on the show? Changes gotta remove the barrier. Uh, yeah. So, what what else Dwayne is out is there? Directing. I wonder how it did tonight. Let me check deadline. I wonder how much money, it, if it, they know how, if they it's got a number. Probably not to the morning. I, I I don't know if it's gonna be huge right away because it is gonna get that big kid crowd, and now a lot of them are starting a spring break tomorrow and friday and monday so i that thursday friday is probably going to be huge have in, in fact friday is already like pre-sold out mrs squeezer was looking for friday oh shit have you seen the pictures from the joker sequel folly Adu? i think i saw a st- of I harley of, as lady gaga as harley quinn Now Let me look at it and see if like... up now. They're bad. I'm not into it. I'm very upset about it, especially if it's a musical. I'm very upset. Oh, wow. It's like they didn't... Wait, wait. Is that Lady Gaga or is that Harley Quinn? It's Lady Gaga playing Harley Quinn. It's... I... Did they try? Well, I mean, what do you want them to do? I know. It just doesn't look... There's a realness to these pictures, and I like the Joker. I, I actually, I wasn't. We went to the theater. I wasn't like looking forward to it. At the end of it, I was like, "Oh, it's fucking pretty good." But if this was a fucking musical, like they're saying it is, I do. I don't want that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Im- imagine. Uh... Them making uh, the next game in your favorite franchise, but they're like, "Hey guys, guess what? It's an MMO, completely online, and you get to play with other people." And you're like, "No." So it's kind of like what you got. Um, is that how did that happen? Are yeah, you... Fallout Fallout seventy six. Oh wow. Okay, yeah. so they're saying today, Super Mario Brothers jumping to a hundred twenty seven point five million. Second best five day debut for Illumination midday box office. So, out of the gate Wednesday, Sans Tuesday previews. The feature adaption of the classic game is looking at 26 million for what's translating into an 
86.2 million three-day total and 127.5 million. This is domestically. Wednesday through Sunday haul. Ironically, even though its opening day was Friday, Paramount's Sega Sonic the Hedgehog 2 had a 26.3 million first day a year ago, uh, which was great. We saw that. That was our first movie uh, drive-in movie last year. The cur- <gasps> the film currently holds the three day. Oh, Sonic! I didn't even think of that. Sonic and Mario. Yeah, it opened a year away from Sonic. <laughs> They're still in competition. All these years later, the film currently holds the three day opening record for a video game feature adaptation at seventy two point one million dollars. A benchmark Super Mario Brothers is looking to squash. Wow, that's a big number. Sonic Two is really fucking good. I liked it a lot. But it should beat it. You can go see Mario at Shankweilers. Yeah, I know. It's it's there. They're doing Thursday, too. I know that because it's on our community bulletin board squeezer. Oh. We have, I may have struck a deal with them. Oh, nice for you. Well, nice for we us. struck a Yes, we struck a deal yeah. with them. Yeah. Um, uh, eight o'clock's a little too late, though. Well, that's, I mean, Daylight Savings Time Squeezer at some yeah. time ago. Well, I'll go. I'm saying. Oh, you'll go. Oh, you yeah. go with uh, it. Like, yeah. It's too, it's too late for the little ones, but. Listen, go, I don't think that's driving. a movie you're going to want to see twice. <laughs> it's going to be like, oh, I saw it once. It was good. No, but I just want to be a grown man in my own car alone eating popcorn watching Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> no one's going to call the police on or you just, at all. Just, just <laughs> backed up my, back up my pickup truck in one of the top rows, you know, and. Put out my camp chair, sit back there. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, if it was the weather, uh, the weather wasn't, I, I guess it, it's going to be okay. This, tomorrow it's going to be fucking 80, but stormy. Yeah. Um, and then, I, I mean, talking weather with the Rowdy Ears and the Allentown. What the hell is Champions? Woody Harrelson movie. Yeah, it's something that's a second feature playing. Uh, the thing is, well, that's gonna do you know how many headlights you're gonna see. Yeah, Mario? there's a there's a uh, Weather Channel clip floating around from the Philadelphia region that shows like Allentown from 1996. It's like making its oh, rounds yeah? on social media. Someone sent it to me. I saw some people post it, but like I was like, I guarantee you, my grandfather was watching this as it broadcasted. <laughs> but I mean, it's gonna be 50 low 41, high 58 Friday. That's not good, Squeezer. That's not good driving weather. I mean, if we get rained out tomorrow, maybe we go to the drive-in. Yeah. Oh, not oh, drive-in weather. I thought you said driving weather. I'm like drive-in, okay. drive-in. I mean, I mumble. I'm mumbling. As long as you have good tires and you know. Oh man, it's gonna be seventy-nine, seventy-eight by like one twenty-five, and then after the storms hit, we're gonna be dropping down into the fifty-five colds again. <laughs> um. Sunday, oh, Sunday was supposed to be in the 60s. Now it's downgraded to 55, Squeezer. Oh, that sucks. It was going to be like sunny too because we're, you know, it's got the. It's still going to be sunny, but I want to sit in the deck. It's it's warm enough to kick the kids outside. Next week, though, we got great. We got like 68, 77, 79, 80 on Friday and sunny. Oh, shit. We got good weather coming quick. All right. And then, uh, yeah, I'll leave for Vegas. What are we doing next week? Next week is movies of 89, right? Yeah. Well, movies. before we get to movies of 89, we have to talk about television of 89 tonight, shall we? Yes. You, my kind, sweet boy, go first. Ooh, Here it is. Hi, Mr. Winslow. 
Yeah, Steve. Come right on in. She'll be right down. I have to tell you, Mr. Winslow, when my dad said you fixed me up with Laura, why well, I thought I'd wet my pants. <laughs> crazy about her since the first grade but she always thought i was some kind of a freak go figure go figure <laughs> well steve i didn't know she felt that way <laughs> nice flowers yeah thanks on the way over i stopped by the cemetery bold move urkel yeah uh, it's great to, and Carl even says, uh, "Why don't you take those in the kitchen and wash the roots off?" And because you don't look, and you look, and it still has like dirt and the roots, like on the hmm. bottom of the flowers. And then he, you know, it compliments Carl on what a lovely house, and he's amazed that he can afford on a policeman's salary, and then oh, crashes boom. through a table. And yeah, that this like was the first time Carl met Urkel, right? This is the first time Carl meets Urkel. This is the, the second time you meet. Urkel that you see him earlier in the episode where uh, Laura uh, he comes into uh, the restaurant where and Laura he was he was supposed to be a one off this episode only right yep that was it he was going to be a one off and god uh, damn it and... now I have a doll of him right behind me staring at me right now <laughs> you you went from a one off for uh, yeah a, a quick joke and then he ends up with yeah a doll and breakfast cereal and doll breakfast it, cereal it, color forms yeah. fucking clothing and and uh catchphrases uh that are ingrained in the uh, uh zeitgeist for eternity did i do that yeah um and lunchbox yeah, he's, he's, yeah he is single-handedly responsible for saving this show so this is the episode 12 so he didn't debut until like December. So this the show probably wasn't going to make it through an entire season. Um it what the ratings weren't the best. It was all right. It was all about the family dynamic and it was sweet and uh, you know. But it was no there was nothing that really separated it from other shows. <coughs> it didn't Sorry. have that gimmick. Bless you. Good sun tight. <coughs> Um, Gesundheit. Um, bless you. Pollen. Oh, yeah. Oh, the little, the little ones, uh, like that, too. I got that, uh, post-nasal drip. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You sure she's not doing cocaine? Uh, no, no, she prefers Freebase. Um, <laughs> but... Quickly, uh, Squeezer, yeah. I found an article from BuzzFeed 2013... 12 awesome pieces of Steve Urkel merchandise you need in your life. There was a Yuck It Up Urkel book to help you learn his jokes and sayings. There was a Urkel Viewmaster that read 3D Deal that had full Urkel deals in it, the wheels. There was, of course, the Urkel Lunchbox. Urkel. 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 There was an Urkel Backpack. There was an Urkel Dance board game. Urkel Crayons. Urkel color forms. Um, create hundreds of nerdy looks with your Urkel fashion plates. Oh, no way. Uh-huh. Hang on. Urkel cereal. You got uh, disposable income. You're going to buy these. Urkel jigsaw puzzle. 
the talking Steve Urkel doll, which I have already. Um, and a Urkel polyester sleeping bag. What are you looking for? The fashion plates. Uh, oh my god! Did you find these them? Are fantastic. I don't see it on. It's not on eBay. What's that? You found it on eBay? Uh, I don't see it on eBay. I see it. I see a new kids on the block one. What is this worth point? I gotta sign in. What the hell with that? Did I do that? <laughs> Steve. Yeah, you got all the all the Urkel looks. I'm looking it up now. Oh my god, it's beautiful. This is It's a whole kit. You need you need this. I do need this. <laughs> it's brand and it's Family Matters Urkel. Box is a little bust. Fashion plates. Uh, yeah, it but I can't box because we're gonna open up this is gonna go in the we're gonna set up a special table in the break room. And this guys can come in and just do Urkel fashion plates, right? Yeah, that's a good way to keep us alive. Team building exercise. Mm -hmm. No, it's team building exercise. Oh, sure, sure, team building. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry, I cut you off with no, no, this Urkel merchandise, but this is important. The world needs to know. You can get yeah. Urkel fashion plates. Um, and uh, oh yeah, so he he kept the show alive uh for another uh eight seasons after that because oh hi Izzy, come here. Oh, she just jumped uh, on the fucking yeah. audio board again. Oh, and turned my mic. Uh, there, there were notes, and uh, the note was, "We want Steve." Fucking a. Hang on. Hang on. Studio execs I'm always know it. what's best for a show. They do. Well, in, in this case, they do. in this case. They do. Um. And yeah, so he came in episode twelve, and then immediately after. They were like, get your asses in the writing room and squeeze his ass into the show wherever you can for the rest of the season. And then they did. So they had to rewrite. So there's 12, and then there's a little, like, dip because there was all, some that were already just produced. And then, like, basically 17 on uh, had Urkel in it. One, just a little bit of Urkel. Just find a way to get him in. And then come season two, if you go to the synopsis, uh, the show became about Carl and Urkel, right? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Like, right. well, it was the Carl and Ur Urkel dynamic kicked in just uh, a, a little bit later. Uh, I, I think they kind of wanted there is that that little contrast, but they realized that yes, the real gold here was Carl and Urkel, the, right. the dynamic there. Uh, I think they initially stay, they still wanted to kind of keep like Urkel with uh, Laura and Eddie for a bit, like to make it like the kids, right? And then it, they realized it was better just to go with Carl. And then and, some, some genius came up with the Stefan storyline. Yeah. What was Drag Urkel's name? Uh, hang on. I oh shit. This. It was a, it was a contentious point. Jail Leo White cried after playing Urkel cousin. <laughs> huh. I know there was some drama on set too. My dad told them I would never play that character again. The actor replies. Jaleel White, best known for playing Steve Urkel. Um 
The iconic character was just one of White's many personas over the course of the sitcom's 215 episodes. He appeared in 204 of them. There was one, though, that he wasn't too happy to play. I always believe that if I always believe that if I believe it, they'll believe it. So I had to be a girl. White says of playing Steve Urkel's Southern Bell cousin, Myrtle Urkel. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Who visits yeah, the Winslows is- when Steve went away for a couple weeks. Whereas Steve was infatuated with Laura, her brother Eddie was the object of Myrtle's affection. You did a darn good job at it, Joe Mary Payton, who played Winslow, Matriarch, Harriet, and Ejects. Sean Harrison concurs. It was impressive. At that age, I was concerned my friends at school was gonna were going to make fun of me. Uh, at, uh-huh. at the end of the first episode playing Myrtle, I went into my dressing room and cried, and the producers came in to check on me, and my dad told them I would never do that character again. Uh-huh. White explains that EW's recent reunion with him and his co-stars, I knew I had done it so well, I was like, damn, they're definitely going to make, make fun of me at school for this. I had gone there. Never say never, though. White slipped back into Myrtle's dress several more times. <laughs> even if it took five years for her to return. And it came at the suggestion of White himself. I was just kind of bored. And I walked into the writer's room one day and I said, if you guys want to do Myrtle again, I'll do it. And I remember they just cheered. <laughs> <laughs> when I did go to school after the first time I did it, no one made fun of me. Eventually, everybody just thought it was absolutely hysterical. Uh, a few years later, I was starting to get a good idea for what we were going to going to be good sweeps week episodes and i just felt like we need a shot in the arm that's how myrtle came back okay so he wasn't traumatized by it yeah yeah uh that, that's surprising though because in the long run oh that was probably earlier not not post show because by the end uh uh joe marie payton doesn't like would not talk to him is that there's the big big falling out harriet well the first she, harriet she said she uh Joe Marie Payton says she let you did a darn good job at it. And this was in um, 2017. Oh, okay. So well, according to some other stuff I read, her and White, like she does not talk to White. Did they fuck? No, nah, I, I guess he wanted to do some stuff that she felt would go against standards and practices or whatever. Well, they're fine now because this was in 2017 and he, she was okay, giving Well, him... may, maybe maybe since then there's some bad blood and it maybe was since, uh, 2019. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's funny because like he wasn't a part of the show at all, and then season two starts off with in the synopsis, quote after Steve, and I'm just gonna leave it at that, and then episode two, Steve's thrilled, episode three, Steve is paired, uh oh, and then he gets a uh, an episode off, and then another one uh, that is until Steve announces. Carl has assigned Steve. Steve learns after Steve. Uh, Laura has a dream that Steve. So he, he went from being a, a one-off to, yeah, being the star of the show. And the numbers showed for it, too. I mean, they were getting... Tw- on the like show went, went on for fucking ever. What's that? The show went on forever. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it's because of Steve. Especially, and I loved him as yeah. a kid. And I thought I was cool because I like cheese just like Steve did. Yeah. What's wrong? What's make it, like, what about eating cheese makes you a nerd? Oh, shit. Man, I'm a nerd, huh? 
Yeah, that's why you're a nerd. That's why we're nerds, because we eat cheese. <laughs> I have little plastic robot man, a, a Lego baby Yoda in front of me. We're sitting here doing uh, a podcast about television in 1989, and we're like, oh, fuck, we like cheese. That makes us nerds. Um, but yeah, but he was just so lovable. and like he. Um, Izzy does not approve of my loud ogre voice. But yeah, he was... Uh, how could you not love him? And I mean, we had a kid in the neighborhood that was. My dad called him Coke bottles. And, and <laughs> with thick glasses, he had two names from Coke bottles and Radar. He called them Radar because is that a mash that, thing? Uh, yes, because well, it was a twofold. He goes because he looks like Radar from Mash, and also he could always detect when we were sitting down to eat dinner, because we would sit down to eat, and he would come and knock on the door, and ask if we could come out to play. Wait, fuck off, Radar. Does your dad ever say yeah, that? And he, <laughs> I'm sure he wanted to. <laughs> he hated that kid. It's great when you can tell your parents hate someone. Yeah. And even then, too, like, I would still go out and play, and he was like, it, it was weird. And our neighborhood was kind of the, you know, everyone played with everyone. Like, if you were a kid in the neighborhood, you played. It didn't matter. There weren't, like, cliques or anything. There weren't enough kids to have cliques in my neighborhood. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I get yeah. Like you have to have like more than four kids to have a click. Like three of them came from my house, and then there was like Matt down the street. That was it. Oh, we there was probably just on my like because if we you include the alley, like you know from both neighborhoods, because that's where we played. It was one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. But like probably ten kids on our block. We had a lot of old mother old motherfuckers, like old ass people. So their kids were grown and shit now. Yeah. So there was. There was no kids. It was just me. It was my brother and sister. There was Matt. There was Vincent down the street, but he was a little older, so he outgrew us early. And then Matt, and, and then my brother outgrew us, and it was me and Matt, and that was it. So there can't be. I mean, I had a click, and Matt had a click. <laughs> and then we so, we like, joined. Yeah, between the ten on our block, and then across the street in the development, uh, there's probably like another dozen or so. So there's probably like good like twenty of us that would just, you know. Like we weren't like best friends. Like there, there were those kind of clicks. Like, oh, well, if you're going to someone's house to play video games and shit, like, there, there were like, you were like, if you weren't like my friend James' house, there was like, yeah, four of us were actually going inside, and then the rest would kind of just stand outside and realize, oh, we're not going in, and then leave. Mm -hmm. But okay, I guess that is a little clicky. But still, you still all the majority of the time it was. Yeah, that sounds like a click to me. Yeah, well, no, they just, and that's not even the kids thing. It's the parents that don't want all those other little shitty kids in, mm. in the neighborhood. It's like, I like sure. your parents and I like your parents, so you can come in. I don't know your parents and I don't like your parents. Yeah, that's so you a, can't come adult in. clicking. Yeah, which I get. Yeah, no, sure. Are there, are there kids your parents say? I mean, I'm sorry, are there parents your kids hang out with that you don't like, so you don't? Yeah, there's one in particular. It's kind of irritating, but then there's one that, they don't hang out with, but there's this mom of the fucking year uh, that goes to my kids. Was this the Borax thing. mom? No, no, Borax mom. We, they're her kids are older, so ah, now okay. they're still alive. So, but um, uh, no, there's another one who's just mom of the year. So 
there's the room where you're in the gymnastics thing and you just watch the kids on the screen because the gym is too small to like fit like parents watching. Mm-hmm. Plus, they don't need busy bodies and shit. So you're sitting there, you're watching your kid play, and you're like, okay. But she's over there with her other son, and they they have a, a switch, and they're playing Mario, and she's yelling at like pissed off yelling at him that he's not she set him up for this and you're not getting all the coins like, what? what the fuck is wrong with you what yeah <laughs> she is fucking certified lunatic get what coins are you talking about i have no fucking clue what they're playing but she's yelling at him for not get, collecting the coins oh well fuck that kid for not collecting his goddamn coins i know right and then she got up and walked away and then I, I look over where they were, and there's another dad, like, on the far side in the corner just staring at his phone. And he looks up, and we kind of just, for a second, glanced at each other and, like, knew immediately. And, like, did, nothing had to been said. We just looked and, like, yep, that kid's a piece of shit. He did not collect his coins. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, I think it's safe to say we're done talking about family matters. Yeah, I, I think we've moved past at this right. point. Or Urkel, let's say. So here is my first entry into the television of 1989 uh, foray. Again and again, you told us Sunday mornings are enemy territory with nothing on TV but stuff for grown-ups. Well, Nickelodeon's come to the rescue with a new secret weapon to claim Sunday mornings for kids. Nickelodeon's Total Pack. A whacked-out show that crams the goop of Double Dare, the stars of Don't Just Sit There, rock videos, movie reviews, games, contests, prizes, and tons more into a morning pack with what you want. Sunday mornings are finally for kids thanks to Nickelodeon's Total Pack. Every Sunday at 9.30, 8.30 Central on Nickelodeon. Welcome to Now in the 90s, where we look at the game release. Sorry. That's free ad. There wasn't an ad. It's a show I watched. Now in the 90s, it's great. So what he does is every Friday, he he talks about games that were released 30 years ago in the 90s. Um, And he does a really thorough job with it. The show's good. It's called Now in the 90s. It's on YouTube. Give him a... I mean, he's got fucking 36.9 thousand subscribers. So he's doing all right, but... Um. All right, so I'm talking about Sunday. I'm I'm going TV listings. This is going to be an RK TV listings, but this show. Uh, shit, hang on. Sorry. What? Squeezer's got an emergency. Uh oh. Everything okay? Yeah, I think the garage door's open. No. Oh, okay. Go go take care of it. I'll talk. All right. So, uh, Total Panic was a variety show on Nickelodeon that aired like Sunday fucking mornings, and it started in a- it started April first, nineteen eighty nine. So, this month, um, like this week, April first, like fuck, that well, last week, um, like eight nineteen eighty nine. So that's I'm doing my math correctly. Eighty nine to ninety nine is ten years. Ninety nine to oh nine is twenty years. Nine to 19 is 30 and then four 34 years see i did the math i showed my work now wikipedia calls like this the show was hosted by molly scott and keith diamond who was on through july 89 at the latest diamond would ultimately be replaced by greg lee um the format was initially running three hours on sunday morning Total Panic didn't necessarily have a set format week in or week out. The show did, however, at its core, encourage audience participation. 
For example, Total, Total Panic invited its audience members to compete in trivia games or Daredevil-esque physical challenges. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, I remember the show occasionally. We never watched, like, full three hours. They played music videos, like, film reviews, had guests. I, yeah, I remember, of course, Hulk Hogan being on and um, What's the Sister from Full House being on. Um... So in my listing here, ah, fucking Izzy, stop. I can't pet you. She, she, Sorry if, about that. If I don't pet her, she like fucking hits, goes to swipe me with her claws. Aw. She just wants constant fucking attention. <laughs> I get, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, in this total panic, it was, uh, her name was Candace Cameron. Was the oh, sorry, where are we at? I'm talking Sunday mornings in 1989, particularly April 9th, 1989. So it was the second week of Total Panic, and Candace Cameron was on. Uh, she flies over New York City, and Chicago Zoo, Zoo pigs play baseball was the an announcement. So we'll start with 6 a.m. when Squeezer was probably awake. Yep. On a Sunday morning, I definitely was sleeping. Spider-Man was on Channel 4. That was probably the Spider-Man, Spider-Man. I was in um, first grade. I was six years old in April of 89. You were five. So I, we probably, we, I barely remember this. But I like I remember some things. But I definitely... Could have a general idea. I remember watching like Nickelodeon at nights because Count Duckula, Inspector Gadget, and Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. But like mornings, like Dino Riders was on at six thirty. Yeah. Um. But I was never up. Seven o'clock. RoboCop was on the cartoon. Sesame Street was on twelve. That's probably, if anything, that's what we'd watch at that age. Yeah. Uh, TNT had Bugs Bunny on. TBS had Tom and Jerry's Funhouse. Uh, seven thirty. Squeezer's still awake. He's been awake for hours. I'm probably <laughs> still in bed. A little arcade. What was on H? Was Babar on it on HBO at that time? I think. Uh, they don't have the HBO listings. No. But I feel like that was a Sunday morning. Yeah, Bar- and- Babar was either Saturday or Sunday morning for sure. Yep. Yeah, it was definitely because I, I, if it was on a Saturday morning, I would not have watched. But it. that was but Sunday. Yeah, that was later. Squeezer. Was it really? Yeah, it had to be because I remember watching upstairs. It couldn't have been this. Because I got to remember, it, it, I would have stopped watching it when my dad stopped stealing cable. Huh. That was probably, I would say, maybe 90 to 92. Okay. That I remember it. Being oh, on. you know what? It would have had to have been, yes, because we put our edition on in 89, and I remember watching Bad Bar there, so. Ah, see? Look at me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, uh, what you call my special boy memory, mm-hmm. continues to impress. I mean, doctors call it something else. But, you know. <laughs> Not anymore. And, ba- and back in the 90s, we used to call it something else. <laughs> um, so 8 a.m., Mr. Rogers came on, uh, Sunday Mass on Fox 5. Uh, well, that was actually, I think five was 29. They didn't have it right. Porky Pig and Big Pugs Bunny were on WOR9. Frederick K. Price was on WPIX11. Sesame Street. that? I, I don't know. Um, I'm on it. 
uh, there's some. Nickelodeon had Dennis the Menace. TBS had Flintstones. And USA had the USA Cartoon Express. That's probably what I was watching at 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. The cart all aboard Cartoon Express. 8.30 Sesame Street still on. Denver the Last Dinosaurs on Fox. Zoobly Zoos on, tw on, on PBS. Um, Home Shopping Network. That's still a thing. TBS has Tom and Jerry's. 9 a.m. squeezer. Now we're getting to like. Um, You're awake. I'm definitely awake. There's there's maybe a big bowl of cereal pour. There might be cinnamon rolls. Is um, this Sunday? Yeah, we're talking Sunday morning. I was on the way to church. Maybe yeah, we were on the way to church if we didn't go Saturday night because Catholicism. Oh, yeah. Um, Sesame Street's on again. Jetsons is on nine. Uh. DJ Cat, whatever that K A T is on five, whatever that is. Flintstones is on TBS. Fraggle Rocks on TNT. Nickelodeon's Total Panic, which I just played, comes on. Uh, Nickelodeon. Uh, 9.30. Um, Richie Rich is on 29. Bugs Bunny and Friends is on WOR 9.11 has Transformers Squeezer. Ooh. Uh, Bassmasters is on Nashville Network. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I might have watched that. Yeah, uh, that was uh, the security guard's second favorite show behind World of the Psychics. Oh, no, no. First favorite show. World of the Psychics would say. What was first? Bassmasters. Yeah, I know Bassmasters. It's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> um, 10 a.m. Small Wonder is on five. Um, that's Fox out of New York. Ninja Turtles is on WPIX, New York's movie station. Tom and Jerry on 17. Squeezer. Uh, TNT had a movie called Inspector General. Uh, so that's, that's a fucking movie at 10. Not cartoons, motherfucker. USA still doing Cartoon Express. Riding that train all the way till noon. 10.30. Uh, Wonderful World of Disney. Secret of Boyne Castle. The escape boys flee across Ireland trying to save defecting the defecting scientists. Part two of two. That's Wonderful World of Disney on Fox 5. Oh, the um <clears throat> the Inspector General? Yes. Ah, yes. This is a uh, Danny Kaye vehicle, a Technicolor musical comedy film. Mm, Danny fucking Kaye. <laughs> That's the only reason I know who Danny That's the only way I know, too, from Christmas <laughs> Vacation. 17, Flint, uh, Flintstones were on. Um, the Gambler was on TBS. Hmm. 11 a.m. Now I'm probably fully awake. Calvary Temple's on uh, WFMZ 69 Squeezer. And still is. Still is. Uh, that's a, a, whole, a local joke. I don't know why I said it, but... Nothing of. Um, I mean, we we talk about the Texaco on Cedar Crest Boulevard. That's so. true. Philly Fifty Seven have Glow, the glorious or glamorous ladies of wrestling. Um, our company is uh, advertising on this page. Service Ledger Cable TV uh, presents Showtime Event Television, one of the biggest gambles in Las Vegas, a pay per view spectacular. Knievel legend conti continues. Can son avenge evil's crash? Robbie Knievel, Evil Knievel 2, attempts the death-defying leap over Caesar's Palace Fountains. Live April I remember that. Friday, April 14th at 9 p.m. 
you could get this on. That's what we're advertising. It's our logo yeah. and everything. Okay. 11.30, Squeezer. Meet the press. Uh, I, I, I watched She-Ra was on man. USA. Uh, Truck in USA was on Nashville Network. You know, Nashville Network would later become uh, TNN, the Nashville Network, which would later the become Nash- Spike TV, which will later become Paramount Network. Oh, you forgot about the National Network. The National Network. I I once worked this at this place. The National I, Network. I don't know how you're still with us and not a, a big shot. Executive with Viacom? Yeah. You and me both. Uh... Okay, noon o'clock. Uh, well, I, I guess I'll say one, I'll, I'll do noon, and then we'll be done with with Saturday morning. Because um, at on five, wrestling challenge was on, which I definitely uh, eighty nine. No, you know I wasn't watching yet at this point. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Fifty Fifty Seven had a movie, Lassie: The Road Back, uh, Star Trek, and Errand of Mercy. Kirk cannot comprehend the apathy of peaceful residents of. Organ- Organia and face the Klingon atrocities. Hmm. Yeah, well, uh, that, yeah, I wasn't watching the original series. Sorry. I didn't watch any series. Uh, on USA, WWF, All American Wrestling, I would go on to always watch All American Wrestling at noon on Sundays. That was my thing. Um, and that's it. That That is Sunday mornings in 1989. Uh, here in the Lehigh Valley, those are our listings, Squeezer. I will uh, accede to your second pick. When are we gonna do our uh our Tears for Fears episode where we pick our 10 favorite Tears for Fears songs. You are like hardcore into Tears for Fears. I love Tears for Fears. I, lo- I like them. I never heard of Tears for Fears till I got my pocket rocker and I had one of my tapes was Shout and Everybody Wants to Rule the World and I dug the shit out of that. But those are pretty much, the- I never heard that song you just played in my life. Really? No. Nope. Uh, and those are, those are pretty much the only Tears for Fears songs I know. Oh. Uh, and, um, Good song. I, I I saw I got to see them live down in Philly. They were fucking aw- they were awesome. It was probably seven eight years ago, and I wasn't sure what to expect. Like I wanted to see Tears for Fears, but uh, uh, Hall and Oates was headlining it, so everyone was there for Hall and Oates because Hall and Oates are fucking, fucking amazing. Yeah, and it's also Philly, so it's like that's Philly. Yeah, yeah, it's so insulated. Two boys who met at Temple. Yeah. Uh, but Tears for Fears played the other stage, and I, I was, I'm like, oh, this, I, I was hoping, like, you're like, oh, please be good, and then they came on, I'm like, holy shit, they were awesome. 
Uh, and I remember, <laughs> I remember like texting Donnie. I'm like, dude, I just saw Tears for Fears. They're awesome. He's like, they suck. They suck. Yeah. <laughs> we want rat. Yeah, you didn't have to tell me what he said. I knew it before yeah. he said it. <laughs> um, but this music video that came out for this song is fucking awesome. And it's, I mean, for the time, now people would see it and like, wow, it's so lame. Like the, 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 the chroma key, like the the green scheme. Green, green grand scheme of things. Is the green scheme of things. The green scheming is kind of clunky and stuff, but for the time, um, it was um, directed by uh, this guy Jim Blashfield, who, if you kind of, if you look at his other videos, like uh, Michael Jackson's "Leave Me Alone," which I didn't know was a song, but I went back and watched it. But then I also know, um, uh, uh, what the hell is it? Uh, and she was the Talking Head song. He's big into the animated. Um, like stop motion animation with animation, not like in that claymation style, but with like drawn in, like where they take the drawn image and put it on like a cellophane or something and then paint it. So it, it's not like just a flat paper image, but it has more of a, like a glassy or a, like a stained glass look almost to it. Mm. And then do the stop motion animation with that. Hmm. Uh, and it just, it, it's very, it's very cool. It has like a very like painty kind of feel to it. Um, and, and just the way it's, it's shot with the transitions moving like the, it's, it's an awesome video and you, you might look at it now and you're like, what? This is 1989. Um, just a few years before, uh, they were doing walk of life and everyone's blown away cause wow, their headbands were glowing. Um, but yeah, it, it's, a, it, I, it's one of my favorite songs. Everyone loves it too. Cause who likes it, loves it. If you know of it, they're like, Oh, it's like the Beatles, but even better. Like they took like Sergeant Pepper and like double down on it, which if you listen to the whole song, it is they like, they take Beatles, a lot. Beatles, like, but even better. So, who the hell yeah, says it is. that? Uh, anyone that thinks that they're o- fucking overrated. The Beatles? Yeah, I mean they're not. Yeah, oh, look. But go ahead, say it, say it, say what they're you. Not, but, <laughs> they're not, but they're not overrated whatsoever. They're not overrated, but music didn't end with them. And no one says and it did. Stuff, no, a lot of people like to think that. Though. Well, I mean, anyone who thinks that about any band's a moron. Until Tears for Fears came along, and then oh, everyone should have just stopped making music. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, people who don't like the Beatles often don't want to give the I, Beatles credit for. Yeah, no, I don't. I'm look. I'm being a dick. Reinventing the Beatles, themselves but, constantly. Yeah, that that's the beauty of it. You know, like you listen to yeah, the way it, and over such a short period of time too. Yeah, they really were uh, only big and together for not not a long time. Yeah, that that's the thing. You you look at bands like, oh well, they they only had like, you know, 30 fucking hits. But they did it in like 4 years. Only had 30 hits. God damn. Every song they made was almost a fucking hit. Yeah. Well, I'm just I threw a number out there. Um, but yeah, the the video dropped in 89 
It won uh, two MTV Music Awards. It won the big one, which was the um, the breakthrough video. That's the one like in the industry that they all look towards as like the one, um, which is like when that like I never understood it until I I just read it. Like breakthrough, I always thought it's like oh they're like a new artist so they're breaking through, even though this was like their like. 11th album or something crazy and like you know you know songs from big chair is like bigger than this one uh but i guess the video it's about the video like a technology technological and like production value like something video related where it's a breakthrough i learned mm-hmm. that they also won best special effects hmm. yeah well um, yeah, you're just oh, you were talking about this video. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, brought, I brought it back around. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, is that all you got? Uh, that's all I got. Um. Okay. Well. Uh, and they, they, the new stuff is even good too. I I haven't heard any of it, but I take your word for it. I got it. I that was it was one when I started uh, the new uh, recollected. It was one of the first things that I uh, picked up. Uh, Tipping Point just came out. In, well, it came out February Vinyl last year. Vinyl records is that what we're talking Voinal. about? Voinal. Voinal pieces of Voinal. Here is my next pick. What a show. Uh, I'm talking about Tuesday, April 11th, 20, um, no, 20, 1989, 20, <laughs> what the fuck am I talking about? Oh, I'm get my shit right. And it all starts with 4.30 p.m. This is pre-Disney afternoon. It wasn't a block yet. Uh, but f- on Fox 5, DuckTales was the show. Uh, 11, PX, WPX 11 had the gong show. Uh, which I never watched. My dad loved it, though. Uh, PBS had 321 Contact. I would get that magazine later in life, but I uh, wasn't watching then. 20, uh, 17 had Webster. 28 had Facts of Life. Uh, do you know what Beverly Hills Teens was? That was on Philly 57. Mm-mm. Neither do I. Nickelodeon had Dennis the Menace. TBS had Brady Bunch. USA had the $25,000 Pyramid. Uh, then five o'clock, reading Rainbow was on. Uh, take a, take look. a look. It's in the book. book. It's reading Sweet. Rainbow. I thought you were gonna harmonize with me. I can do anything. anything. Different strokes at five. T.J. Hooker was on WOR nine. Cosby was on NBC ten at five. Little House on the Prairie, PX eleven. Silver Spoons is on 17. Donahue is on 28. Oh, I love Donahue. Tw- uh, Fox 29 at Three's Company. Uh, Fox 29, yeah, at Three's Company. They're going to knock on your door. They'll be waiting for you. 
Uh, Dick Van Dyke, I'm 44. Leave it to Beaver, I'm 57. 69, I'd Gomer Pyle. <laughs> ESPN was running the TNT Monster Truck Challenge Series from Memphis, Tennessee. Nickelodeon, you can't do that on television, which most likely we had on. TBS had Gilligan's Island and USA had Dance Party USA. 5.30, well, this is like pre-dinner. We were either eating dinner or getting ready for dinner. And I remember this vividly. Three, two, one contact was still on. Uh, uh, you know what? As we were singing, um, reading rainbow, reading rainbow. Thank you. Uh, I was. I kind of wanted to bring up three, two, one contact because they're tied together so closely. Because uh, you watched them in school. Well, right, but I said three, two, one contact first. No, you did, but that was well uh, before we were singing reading rainbow. Oh yeah. So then 321 Contact came on again, um, and there was like a science show, you know, and everything. And I wa- we'd wa- we'd probably be watching that. That's probably what we were watching. Facts of Life, uh, Good Times was on 17, Night Court was on 16, Three's Company again, I Love Lucy, Brady Bunch. These these were the reruns. These were the syndicated shows back then. <laughs> Nickelodeon had Don't Just Sit There, which I don't know what that is. Mm-mm. Uh, six o'clock. Dinner's probably over. Um, nine had Cosby. Uh, news was on a lot of the channels. <laughs> it says two, three, four, six, seven, nine, ten, sixteen, twenty-two, and twenty-eight was news. Uh, fifty-seven had Taxi. Thank you very much, Bob Newhart on uh, FMZ. Uh, Super Bowl sports trivia: Florida State versus New Mexico was on ESPN. Squeezer. Finders Keepers, which I do know, was on Nickelodeon. Muppets with guest Elton John was on TNT. Uh, 6.30 p.m. Um, probably starting to wind down today, getting ready for your bath, Squeezer. Hmm. Uh, Facts of Life was on 17. Cheers was on 29. Um, Showbiz Today was on CNN. Double Dare was on Nickelodeon. Bugs Bunny was on TNT and Cartoon Express USA. 7 p.m. We got Jeopardy, uh, Entertainment Tonight, uh, Family Feud. A baseball game was on WOR9, New York Mets versus Pittsburgh Pirates. Wheel of Fortune, A Current Affair. Um, St. Elsewhere was on 57. Yeah, Sports Center was on ESPN. Inspector Gadget was on Nickelodeon. Seven thirty. It's close to bed. After this show, we're probably like, all right, let's get to bed, right? Seven thirty. Oh, Nate. Oh, yeah. I was absolutely starting to go to bed. Right. Uh, TBS had NBA basketball. The Seventy Sixers versus the Cavaliers. Um, Cheers. Mash was on twenty nine. Hogan's Heroes on sixty nine. Uh, Nickelodeon had Looney Tunes on. What was that? This is uh, what eighty nine. April of eighty nine. You were five. I was six. What's the date? April eleven. April eleventh. Just curious. Eighty nine. Speaking of the Beatles, A and E was airing at eight o'clock. Yoko Ono, then and now. A movie was on Fox. Two of a kind. Uh, Who's the Boss was on. Matlock was on. (laughs) These were like first runs right now. We're in first (laughs) runs. Uh, 
Um, Murder, She Wrote was on USA. 830, The Wonder Years was on ABC. This Old House Squeezer, Norman Saul's A Staircase of the Bed and Breakfast. Uh, that's my show was at its best. Um, Mr. Ed, this so Nick at Night starts uh, at 8 o'clock with Mr. Ed, uh, two episodes of Mr. Ed at 8 and 8.30. 9 o'clock, um, the CBS premiere movie, Kiss Shot, whatever the fuck that is. Roseanne is on ABC after The Wonder Years. Oh, man, what a lineup. Um, Nickelodeon has My Three Sons. 9.30. Anything But Love comes on after Roseanne. Hmm. Sorry, wait, what's the date again? <laughs> April 11th, 1989. April, thank you. I was getting confused here. Donna Reed's on Nickelodeon. 10 o'clock. Uh, Midnight Caller is on three. Got a bunch of news shows at 10 o'clock. USA Tonight is on PIX 11. And Morton Downey Jr., who we talked about last week, is on PHL 17. Uh, the 700 Club <laughs> comes on, and we, we, we start getting to the late hours, Squeezer. Um, SCTV's on next. Shit, I didn't even know they carried that. 11 o'clock, 11 p.m. I'm well asleep at this point. My parents might still be up at this point. Uh, MASH is on 5. Benny Hill's on 9. Cheers is on 11. The Jefferson's on 17. I don't know what they fucking would watch at this point. They're probably watching HBO or something, you know? Watching a movie. Uh, 11.30, The Best of Carson. Arsenio Hall's on 29. Uh, Don Cornelius and Stacey Keach are the... The, uh, I love Stacy Keach. USA's got Miami Vice on and Nickelodeon. Oh, this is what my dad's watching. Love this show. Car 54, where are you? Car 54, where are you? My dad fucking loved that show. <laughs> and that's on Nick at Night. A gypsy puts a curse on Dottie. <laughs> Do not strike my head. <laughs> Midnight now, Squeezer. Kojak's on five. Uh, Ironsides on seven. War of the Worlds is a show. Arsenio all still going. Um, I don't know. Nickelodeon has make room for your daddy. What the fuck is that? I don't know. But that sounds dirty. It does sound dirty. Uh, Twelve thirty. Late night with Dave Letterman starts. Miss USA, nineteen eighty nine. Gretchen Palamas is the guest. Um. USA has Dragnet. Mr. Ed's back on. On uh, Nick at Night. Now we're on to 1 a.m. Squeezer. Patty Dukes on Nickelodeon. Um, USA Tonight is still on Channel 11. We're going all night here because I said Tuesday night. All night long. Oh, man. Um, 2 a.m. Carson's Comedy Classics again. Uh, nothing of note. 2.30 again. Laugh-ins on. They're replaying the basketball game on 17. That was on TBS earlier. So that's funny. Uh, that's PHL 17. 3 a.m. Murphy's Wars on Fox 5. Car 54, where are you? Is re- rerunning. 
uh, Age of Indiscretions on TNT, Paper Moons on USA, um, and 4 a.m. CNN's got Larry King overnight. But uh, yeah, that's Tuesday nights, uh, and on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday, April 11th, 1989. Right. Um, if if you're curious, mm-hmm. and if you are, if you're not. Uh, the Mets lost to the Pirates that game, uh, three to four. Oh well, that makes me happy. Yeah, uh, Lenny Dykstra <laughs> uh, had uh, two hits and a walk. Uh, Keith Hernandez just had a walk. Fucking Keith Hernandez. Yeah, uh, Gary Carter. Uh, what did he do? Uh, he had a run and a hit, and uh, and a strikeout. Barry Bonds. Uh, only had two walks and he got a run off it. Uh, Bobby Bonilla had two hits and uh, a couple RBIs in there. And uh, Doug Drabeck went seven and uh, a third inning, giving up three runs. But uh, still, the Pirates pulled that one out. Fuck, that was a f- that was a that was a fun game. Yeah, that sounds like Some a fun, fun game. fucking Dykstra. Lenny, Lenny would be on uh, another two years. He'd be on the Phillies. Yeah, and Barry Bonds. That that was his head was still uh, small back then. Skinny Barry Bonds, normal human Barry Bonds. Hmm. All right. Uh, Yeah. Great. I did more baseball research for our show than I do for the show I produce. I shouldn't have told you that. (laughs) That's all right. I'll let it off the hook. All right, your next pick. When your second, your third. Uh, third. Off in the distance, the game's dragging on. There's strikes on the batter. What is this? Way out where the dandelions grow. Sponsor of Little League Baseball, Pizza Hut welcomes all the kids who make it great. I do not know this at all. Really? Yeah. Uh, f- go find it and watch it. It's it's beautiful. This is possibly my favorite commercial ever made ever. Um, one, I played right field. Okay. And two, I loved Pizza Hut more than I like playing right field. Well, that makes sense. That checks and, out. And three, I played right field just like the kid did, where I just closed my eyes, stick my hand up in the air, and hope the ball falls in the glove. That's how everyone played the outfield. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it, it's, uh, it was in uh, collaboration with, yeah, uh, Little League Baseball, Pizza Hut, jumping in. It's like, hey, kids love pizza. Let's stuff them full of uh, whatever we make our pizza with. Um, carbohydrates, carbohydrates, sugar, and cheese, and so oh yeah, so sugar. Um, but I just uh, 
I remember I had this on one of our. Uh, I had like a beta tape uh, of random shows and like made-for-TV movies I recorded. So I would hear it all the time, even throughout the years. And like this song, to this day, like it just kind of runs in my head. Repeat. I I love this commercial so much. And I always thought it was like a real song, <laughs> not just. A, a, a jingle made for a, a, a Pizza Hut uh, commercial, um, and yeah, it, it was came out in '89. Hmm. Yeah, it was. It was actually. Produ- I was, I was trying to find damn. some. In- What's that? I said, "I'll be damn." Yeah. Huh. Uh oh. Maybe this discovering is why. things live on the Rad Youth podcast. Thank you, thank you, Floyd on Reddit six years ago. On before the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie, man, I wore that tape out. It was on the Turtles tape. Uh, I clearly fast forwarded through that. Oh, I know. I watch it all the time. That's why, and I wanted to say, like, wow, I was. It was on one of the movies I would watch all the time, and that makes sense. And I would sit there and eat uh, leftover pizza in the morning in my Hook and Peter Pan beanbag chairs in my playroom. As you. And uh, watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on tape. And you'd heat up the pizza in your cast oven stove or cast iron pot, uh, pan? <clears throat> no, no, I wasn't that. Uh, not yet. No, I would, not a, yet. That was a few just, years down the line. Big, and you couldn't have been on microwave. Hook yet. Hook didn't come out until the 90s. Uh, it was a tape. Oh, right. Right. I'm yeah. still thinking about this commercial. Yeah. yeah. But I still had it. You know, it came out in the 90s. I, and I remember it uh, oh so dearly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I'd wake dearly. Up, wake up first thing in the morning, throw some pizza in the microwave. Hit the start button and then just sit there with my face pressed against the glass of a 1986 microwave. <laughs> just <laughs> that makes sense. That checks out. bombarding my skull. That uh, t- checks out. I don't know how you ate pizza for breakfast. That just makes me gross. I just did the other day. I let it go by like an extra day or two. I'm like, oh, looks like no one's eating it. So I just beep, just. You know, you don't want to, you don't warm it up till it's hot. You throw it in for like five seconds just to take the chill off. That's where it's at its best. Just take the chill off. Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else on, on this? Uh, no, I think we're good. We can move on. All right, moving on to uh, Thursday night. It's funny. I'd wind up following the uh, implications of Dwayne Wayne and Winnie and Sinbad of a different world years later on USA after it came on after Martin um, in syndication. I had no idea it was on first run in 1989. 
It just seems so long ago. Like that show doesn't seem that old, does it? No. But it was that old. I that theme song just fucking awesome. And that, I love how they I did it, it differently in like every season. Like it was slower, it was jazzier. There was I think there was three or four different versions. Oh. Um, yeah, I noticed that did sound different from some of what I remember. Right, yeah, there was a there was a handful of that was one of the earlier versions. Um I just had to fucking make that window lower. Here we go. Here is all oh, those three inches total. This is the first one. Lisa Bonet. She left the show. Marissa Tomei. I forgot Marissa Tomei was on the show. Then there's Winnie. Yeah, I don't. I don't know this one. Let's see. This is the one we know. Yeah, that's the one I know. Yeah, Winnie looking in the mirror. Yeah, everyone and she walks out. Yeah, this is the one everyone knows. This is seasons two through five. God, the show is so good. And this was a spinoff of Cosby, right? I think so. And then this was the third season. Well, this was totally different than what I played. <laughs> this is season six. This is after Winnie and Dwayne Mary. Yeah, Different World was a spinoff of Cosby. I never knew that till years later. Mm -hmm. Anyway... Uh, Any who's, let's go back to my listings. So, 8 o'clock, uh, this old house is still on 39. An outdoor deck, a fireplace, bathroom fixture, squeezer. Uh, Cosby is at 8 o'clock. Uh, movie on Fox 5, Knights of the Round Table. ABC's got a movie, The Return of the Shaggy Dog. <laughs> uh, the Untouchables is on 9. Um, oh, that movie, but that's not a movie. It's just a show. Marnie. Oh, the show. And touch yeah. Okay. Marnie, the movie's on 11. Um, and I'm trying to see if the Mr. Okay. It's, it's your normal Celtics at Atlanta Hawks on TBS. Murder, she wrote on USA and TNT's got the search. 830 is a different world. Erotic dreams about Dwayne unsettle Whitley. Whitley. I keep calling her Whitney. Whit is Whitley. Um, she was a Southern Belle Whitley. Um, then, uh, nine o'clock mystery game set match. Samson learns of Rolf Mauser's involvement. Whatever the fuck that was. The equalizer is Mauser another... from police Academy. I wish it was Mauser from police Academy. The guy who plays, um, Harris, or did yeah Harris was first and Mauser then Harris came back right yeah Mauser is only in two yeah uh, Dynasty is on ABC six uh, Cheers is on first run on three I believe that's NBC that's after Cosby 
that's after Different World, then it's Cheers at 9 o'clock. We're watching that because we always watch Cheers. We didn't. And then Dream Street came on after that. So Dream Street was this special 90 minutes episode sets the stage for the new dramatic series about young men and women trying to make dreams come true. A promise of love, a portent of death, and a conflict between father and son, and uphill struggle to transform the dreams of youth into real reality are the elements of this story. I never oh, heard of this ever. I have no idea what they're even saying. Um, then 10 o'clock, Knots Landing is on CBS. A news is playing across a lot of a things. Squeezer. Six has burning questions. American kids, why they flunk. Barbara Walters examines the critical state of U.S. education system and the threat it poses to the country's future. Well, here we are fucking 34 years later. Uh, Saturday night. Oh, this is I just learned something for the first time. What? Don Knotts was not in Knotts Landing. <laughs> yeah, it was a show. It wasn't about yeah. Don Knotts. No, I know. I never saw it. I just assumed he was in it. Oh, well, there you go. Um, TBS said Clash of the Champions uh, 6, Ragin' Cajun, featuring uh, Ricky Steamboat versus Ric Flair from the Superdome. Oh. Huh. At 1020. You know how TBS always said weird starts? It was 1020. Yeah. 1020. That's even weirder. Yeah. Uh, 1030, Benny Hill, Taxi... Uh, eleven o'clock. Mash is there. It's still Mash is still on some channel. I think one of the me TVs. A Cheers reruns are on PIX eleven and twenty nine. Jeffersons, Remington Steels on CBN. Whatever that is. Uh, Canada. No. Hmm. That's CSN. I guess. Pat Sajak show. Pat Sajak had a show? Yeah. Tony yeah, Curtis. It, it lasted Yogi Berra, almost as long as Chevy Chase. And Reba McIntyre. That's some good guess. Yeah. Jonathan Winters was on The Tonight Show. And um, Arsenio Hall had Robin Leach. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Set an Australian. Oh, Oh, at midnight on PIX 11 was Friday the 13th, the series. A ventriloquist dummy sporting a pink silk boutonniere makes his owner, uh, Billy Drago, successful and forces him to kill. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. I used to watch these in syndication. I love them. We talked about that in the show, though, so we don't have to go in there. Uh, Make room for daddies on again. <laughs> Dave Letterman has Kirstie Alley, singer Patsy Montana, and author John Allen Pavlos. That's, uh, we won't go any further. Um, Godzilla vs. Mothra was the TBS movie. But that's Thursday night, um, April 13th. And now we move on to your fourth pick, Squeezer. Snack in the universe. Oh, 
Don't you have any hot dogs? <gasps> it's terrible. He's becoming an assling. We must rush him back to Flebodrax for treatment. Yes, we must. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry it has to come to this, Dits. But we have to freeze you before you get worse. Ah, uh, that is my favorite episode of Chippendale Rescue Rangers ever. Oh. Yes, that is season one, episode three, Dale Beside Himself. Um where uh, some little space aliens land on Earth, and one of them, Ditz, uh, wants to escape. He doesn't want to be an alien anymore. He wants to live with the humans, so he tricks Dale. Oh, you talked about this before. This episode? Yeah, I think so. I couldn't have. Well, maybe uh, maybe did. I might have, you know what? I might have said in passing cause, uh, a little bit ago, because when the movie came out, we watched the series. Uh, they they watched the movie and then they saw another Chippendale. Like, what's that? It's like, oh, that was Chippendale when Daddy was little. You know, that was my cartoon. And they're looking at me like, what do you mean? Like, you weren't little and cartoons didn't exist until just now. Of course. Yeah. And because I don't force them to watch. Like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, watch this, watch it. like if like there's I the would. opportunity. I'm like, oh, watch this, but eh, I guess. um. No, because I don't want them to hate it and then me resent my children for eternity <laughs> and have to choose. Like, do I have to choose between uh, the real Ghostbusters and my children? Because it's not fair to them. They need me. Um, uh, but so does Lorenzo Music. Um, uh, but yeah, th and that episode is the third one. So we started watching it and we watched the pirate one and they watched the one with the cats because they're... My little one's obsessed with the cats episode, which is brilliant, by the way, when um, Doctor when uh, Nimuel steals all the cat kidnaps all the cats and uses giant brushes to create static static electricity to generate power to make money off of generating power off the static of cats. It's almost too smart for a kids cartoon show, but it's. Anyway, the third one, there are aliens. Cats are staticky. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. And this one, and the, the uh, Dale and the alien switch places, and that's the scene where they try to feed him like a tray of slimy little uh, octopus aliens, and he gets grossed out. Um, but yeah, it, it was. That's uh, it's my favorite episode. It's one of those things I, I talked about before, where I have this weird, intangible sense that. I know exists and I that did exist and it, it goes from like my Ghostbusters sweatshirt and the intro to real Ghostbusters this episode of Chippendale and there's other there's a certain MacGyver episode with ants and like it, those things that is weird I don't I, I don't this weird I don't how, how do I describe it uh, to people that don't have some kind of mental thing going on <laughs> um yeah it, it's definitely borderline uh uh diagnosis that i i, I apply spectrum to things spectrum i'm very very like th the tipping point of the spectrum just about to fall in uh to the vat um 
but yeah, it, it's I, I love this episode, and I love Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Who doesn't? Yeah, I mean, yeah. who doesn't? I mean, I uh, I'm trying to crunch the numbers. Yeah, I blame Gadget. <laughs> All right, and Monterey Jack. Yeah, Monterey Jack was great. Yeah. Got well, addicted it's, to it's, cheese. It's, 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 his addiction is what, yeah. Uh, yeah. We all I get base that. Base my life off we of get that. We get that. All right. Um, is that me now? Am I up? Your turn. My turn. Here is my. They don't make fucking TV intros like they used to. God it, damn. Is there a better... The fucking harmonica. God damn. I love that fucking... I've, now I'm looking at this. I've been to all these landmarks in Chicago. I'm like, I know this. I haven't rewatched this this intro in forever. It, it might be the best theme song ever. It's really good. Really, really good. Real good, Clark. I mean, I don't because I don't watch a lot of. <sighs> I mean, I'm trying to think like. I don't know because I watch so much shit on HBO and look, they're great and all, and same thing with like. Yeah, the, now I like like the Mandalorian, where it's just like the title card and it goes right into title it. Title card and yeah. go, but like I don't watch and like dramas like Game of Thrones, like yeah, that's pretty epic and it's awesome. And same thing with like, I mean. The Game of Thrones and the Last of Us intro is pretty much the same thing, just trade out blood with cordyceps. But, yeah, and I skipped over. I watched it once and skipped over every one of them. Yeah, you watch it once and then and then you skip. But I don't watch enough sitcoms to know if they still do that. Yeah, neither. Same they don't. Kind of gimmick. Well, I'm talking about Friday the 14th of April, 1989, Squeezer. And I know exactly what I was watching at 8 o'clock. And it was perfect fucking strangers because I was dropped off at Katie's house across the street so my parents could go out. And they'd go out every Friday and they dropped me and my brother off because my sister was three. So they'd still take her with her. My sister was two. My sister was two. So they're still taking Lisa with them when they would go out. Mm-hmm. And they dropped me and my brother off at Katie. So oh, What a date. I mean, come on. You know, Jeffrey. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast was on um, CBS. Nice. The show with, um, what's his name from Hellboy and... Uh, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Uh, Jim Hansen Hour, an all-new family entertainment series hosted by uh, Jim Henson, who will share the spotlight for the first time with his famous green alter ego, Kermit the Frog. 
Uh, it was like a um, magazine variety hour thing. Another revamping of the Muppets. That was on NBC. It was 89, right? And yeah. When did, he, when did he die? Not in 89. Well, clearly. I think 96 he died. Jim Henson. Oh, no, it was 90. Was it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Well, he died right after the show was made. Um, on uh, Louis Anderson was the guest that night, Squeezer. Hmm. Maserati and the Brain was a movie on Fox 5. On ABC for TGIF, Perfect Strangers was on at 8 o'clock. Larry tries to help Balky win back money and Gore plays weekly poker game. Knight Rider was on WOR9. Uh, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous was on 19, uh, uh, 17. 1989's World's Best. <clears throat> um, Nichelle Nichols was on. And George Takei Umbai. James Duhon. Um, what else is exciting ESPN had high school track and field stealing our gig much um 8:30 full house was next on TJF squeezer that's Ooh. what i was watching this night i guarantee you we both were watching T, uh perfect strangers in full house at this time i guarantee you i never missed TJF at this this year no uh 9 o'clock Mr. Belvedere. I didn't like it as much, but we still watched it because it was TGIF. Dallas was on CBS. Quantum Leap was on NBC. I wish we watched Quantum Leap. That fucking show looks rad. Sam becomes a meek veterinarian in 1956, Texas, and woos a pretty rancher. There's a new one that you can go watch. Not interested. Okay. Rockford Files was on 69. Uh, 9.30, the last. Still is. (laughs) Nine thirty, the last uh, show on uh, uh, TGIF was just the ten of us. Jr. asks a girl he likes over to dinner. Um, ESPN had Fiji Pro Surfing Competition. Um, USA had Ray Bradbury Theater. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Then ten o'clock, twenty twenty would come on. um, This is twenty twenty. Yes. CBS had Falcon Crest. Uh, Hugh Downs was only 70 years old at that point. Had uh, Unsub. I don't know what any of that stuff is. Um, then 10.30. Uh, I'm trying to see anything we didn't talk about yet. Sw- ESPN had Swimsuit 87, Squeezer. Hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, 11 o'clock on a Friday night. Tales from the Dark Side was on 17. A woman wants a voodoo neighbor to leave. Tales from the Dark Side is a fucking rad show. Um, n- nothing. Miami Vice was on USA. 11.30. Pat Sajak show. Soviet commentator Vladimir Posner. Smokey Robinson and Joe Lara. Um, the Tonight Show. Dudley Moore was on the Tonight Show. <laughs> oh God, my parents were obsessed with him. Dudley Moore. They thought he was so funny. On Fox Twenty Nine, the 1989 Soul Train Music Awards. Uh, co-host Diane Warwick, Patti LaBelle. My mom liked him too. Oh. Arthur, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Christmas, Santa Claus the movie, and 
Yeah, I didn't like him. He, I fucking hated him actually. No, I didn't. Yeah, what the hell was that all about? Yeah, I don't know, but I fucking hated him. I don't know yeah. why. Um, at midnight. Uh, Cop Talk Behind the Shield was on PX11. Doctor Who War Machine was on PBS. Arsenio Hall was on. Uh, there's no good movies on the magic of last. Why is there two Lassie movies in one week? <laughs> Do we need that many Lassie movies? 1230 Letterman came on. Uh, Ben, Tom, Tom club, Kevin Costner and exotic poultry. <laughs> uh, Kevin Costner and erotic poultry. Psycho two is on CBS at 12 at 1 AM. And, uh, that's it. That's how I'll go. I mean, do you want me to go later on Friday, or do you want to move on to your next pick? Uh, Friday in '89. What was the big like prime time? We already went TGIF. Oh, oh, when you say late, late, you mean? Yeah, you want me to go later in the night? Uh, like infomercial stuff, or what do they got? Uh, nothing really good. Curse of the Mind Temple was a movie. The Scalawag Bunch. The World of Susie Wong. Another movie I never heard of. Light Tracks, Power Play Dance was on TBS. Uh, our Discovery at Festivals of the World. Uh, Eleven had Worldwide Wrestling. 700 Club, of course, is on. That piece of shit. Pat Robertson. Uh, Buck Rogers was on 29 at 3.15. Alright, we'll move on to your... We're on your last pick, Squeezer. Here it is. Sing it again now. Get along, little doggies. Hey, dude. Uh, it's, it's just I own so Christine Taylor. Yeah. Were you there when we did the commercial? Are, we, are you in that picture we have with her? Uh, I was not there. I don't know why i was not invited i believe it was the assumption was i was too much of a creep <laughs> and Probably. you guys did not trust me that sounds right that sounds right yeah no i i'm pretty sure that was yeah it was uh no i think at the time i was on someone's uh naughty list and he wouldn't let me go mm, andy yeah i don't all i know is she wanted to take a picture with me, not the other way around. Gotcha. Well, I mean, who wouldn't? I want to take a picture with you. All right. Well, yeah. me and the crew. So, yeah, I have my picture with Christine Taylor, uh, and I hate taking pictures, so you can tell it was not my favorite thing. Like a <laughs> hostage situation. Yeah, I'm like, eh, take the picture. She was very sweet, very nice woman. Yeah. We're doing a commercial for a local theater that she... she Got her start in, and she came back to support their fundraising 
at first. It's very nice of her. It was. Yeah, yeah, she was big star, and she's the biggest star to come out of the show, because really, uh, no one else really went on to well, do Well, her big any... break outside of that was the Brady Bunch movie, right? I thought you were going to say marrying Ben Stiller, but... No, she did Brady Bunch before marrying Ben Stiller, I think, right? I think so, yeah. yeah oh, was she was also later. in Seinfeld then, too. Was she? Oh, you're the Seinfeld expert. Yeah, she uh she was Jerry was dating her and all her all her friends kept saying, Thanks for dating her. It's so amazing. like and he couldn't figure out what was wrong with her. Oh, okay. I... <laughs> um and she was like perfect and everyone kept saying, like, Oh yeah, like it was it was just funny. It was funny. Larry David Shtick, you know. Um but yeah, so she's had the most successful career out of uh, everyone that come out of the show. Uh, David Brisbane, who uh, played Mister Ernst, was he's the older guy that uh, like buys it. Your um, your catalyst for the show. Uh, I mean, he was in Twin. He was in uh, Twin Peaks. You know, he was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. He was the man in the car. Um. <laughs> But I don't know, he was just a fun little character actor. And, he, and it who's was a, this? Uh, the old guy that always wore, like, the the uh, old Western shirts mm. with the horrendous receding hairline. Um, but, he, like, he always, like, it, it wasn't, like, a villain. He just kind of played, like, the old dad. And he, he wanted, like, he was, like, silly and stuff. And he had his son that he dragged with him. And the best is they were from New Jersey. And oh, shit. No f- I don't remember this, but Melody Hansen on the show was from Allentown, Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah, I I remember. I don't. I remember that from like years ago when we were watching Hey Dude stuff. They're like, "Yeah, we just like okay, this is your name, but you're basically you." Right. We. I remember watch. I watched the shit out. I remember like she went to Central Catholic, and that's where like if I didn't get kicked out of that's where my dad went. If I didn't kicked out of Catholic school, that's where I would have went. My brother went there. I didn't because yeah. I got kicked out of Catholic school, but like everyone's like, oh yeah, we. I remember watching. We're like, oh yeah, we. She went to Central. That's where we're gonna go. Like our school, and you know, I went to Parkland instead. Where, um, what's his name went to? What's our big frame? Uh, Billy Kidman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait. Oh, really? Billy Kidman went to because he is technically he's an Allentown boy. I guess he, he went to Parkland. Parkland maybe. Yeah. Oh, okay. He graduated from Parkland. Oh, okay. Oh, look at you. Uh, we got the nasty boys. You do. You have us beat. Like, you have yeah, us beat I'm, 10 I'm times. Whitehall's got more yeah. celebrities than any other school. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Just the nasty boys alone, but also uh, the current yeah. superstar. Nasty, nasty boys are, are, are fill the one and two spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's Robert. <laughs> you. He's, he's good at bowling. No, no, not me. And then Saquon Barkley. Then, then, uh, yeah, then Saquon Barkley, uh, Matt Millen, Matt Millen too, yeah, and then oh, and, and then, then the like, the guy from uh, the Patriots, what's his name? Yeah, fuck him. He, like that's like number thirty down the list. What's I can't remember his name. The redhead, Dan 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 Copen. Dan Copen, yeah, yeah. He he only centered for two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. True. Because the, then he the, went to the Broncos and he, and he centered for Peyton. Manning. Yeah, but he centered for the best quarterback to ever the play. Best, the the and best, and one the of most the entertaining. Best. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, one of the best. But he's he's kind of a dick. 
Uh, Parkland's got the I, girl. I met him at parties a couple of times, like family party. He's a little older than me, but Parkland's got the girl who went to um, who who the girl who wrote uh, Devil Wears Prada, and um, Billy Kidman. That's about it. Yeah, but fucking nasty boys is where it's at. Although still, my my favorite with the. And our school Matt, is now shaped like the Millennium Falcon. So it is. That's your real claim to fame. Yeah. My favorite Matt Millen though is going into the Sitco station in Copley, and he's sitting there in a pair of overalls, no shoes, nothing on, and probably completely freeballing it because it's just I just see a hairy man in nothing but overalls sitting on a busted couch in a gas station playing around with a Super Bowl ring on his hand. Oh, I'm sorry. We have Greg DeLong. I forgot about Greg DeLong. Minnesota Viking. We introduced him in the District 11 Hall of Fame last year, and I was like, oh, shit, oh, yeah. Greg DeLong, yeah. There you go, yeah. And Tim yeah, Masakoy is on the list, too, and I like, I keep trying to get Timmy to do uh, color commentary for us. Yeah. I think we have a couple of baseball players, too, but no one remembers baseball players. Adam so Richmond was in my class, an indie pop singer. How is he a notable alumni? <laughs> I love Adam. He's a very talented guy, but I gotta look this up now. Hang on, we're going to the weeds here. Lauren, have... Lauren Weisberger wrote "Devil Wears Prada." She went to Parkland, and Kenny Yaboya. Come on, the Jets. I forgot. Andre Williams played for the Giants. He's a Heisman finalist. He sells jeans in the Lehigh Valley Mall now, where The Rock worked. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so we got we got Saquon. All right, yeah, we all, yeah. you got the nasty uh, boys. That's yeah, that's Brian Brian Nobbs, Jerry Sags, uh, Jerry Sags, your nasty boys. Squeezer. Um, oh yeah, uh, Dave Schneck. He played for the Mets, but that was back in like the seventies. So yeah, that doesn't count. Um, I didn't. Oh, Kurt Simmons. Uh, Kurt Simmons, really? Yeah. Yep. Went to Whitehall. Uh, yep. I did not know that until just now. And I'm not going to let Wikipedia uh, go otherwise. Uh, yeah. And then uh, Matt Millen. Oh, yeah. Dan Copen. There he is. Uh, two-time Super Bowl champ. And, oh, and uh, Pistol Pete. Pistol. Pete Lissicky, former oh, Pete Lissicky. basketball player yeah. of the Lega Basket uh, Serie A Euro League. They, Pistol Pete, Pete went to St. Francis. Beast. They, the Lissickys all went to St. Francis with me. Oh okay. They were little well, Catholics. He, oh, and then he went, then they went. They didn't go to. They didn't go to Central. Central. No. They went to Whitehall because I I graduated. Uh, Mary was a year ahead of me. I didn't go to Central either. I went yeah. to Parkland. Well, because I mean, if you get kicked out of one <laughs> Catholic school, my mom used to. That was what my mom would threaten me with the most, sending me. When to, am I gonna get on this list? <laughs> oh, it's Wikipedia. I can put myself. You'll put on. yourself on it. Yeah. Guys, if you want to add me as famous from Parkland no. High School in Allentown and Squeezer from famous from Whitehall High School. <laughs> and and just RK and Squeezer. RK and Squeezer. Our schools are literally um, like three miles apart from each other, but. Yeah. So the weird. If if you live in certain part apartments in Parkland, you can look out your window and watch a Whitehall football game. But you could fit Squeezer's entire school into my class. <laughs> yeah, I I, they're in like the thousand now, which blows my mind. Thousand? What Whitehall is? Yeah. Really? I think I'm pretty sure. There's no way. There's no way. Out. There's room for that. Do you see the size of the school now? No. <laughs> they're they're they're. 
They they add they put an addition on like every other year. They just keep building on. I, and building I graduated on. with like a thousand, eleven hundred kids. Yeah, you're. It's, yeah, it's. Yeah. I had. I think there's. There were two hundred and twelve of us. I think. All right. Are we talking about the shoes white people wear? Or are we talking about? Oh my god! Yeah, I can't Google. I actually have to Google "Hey Dude" show to even get anything. Cause you get those dumb oh, shoes. Oh, those shoe ads. Fuck you. Um, but yeah, the show ran from '89 to '91. It got the they got 65 episodes out of it, which is pretty long for them. Uh, that David Lasher uh, was like the big star, and him and that Joe Torres, uh, who played the uh, who played Danny. The two of them got, um, like, Teen Choice Awards or whatever for being, like, the next thing. Hmm. Um, no one else really did anything at the show a lot. Like, that Joe Torres, that was, like, his only gig. I, a lot of it was done uh, with local casting. Uh, like, uh, the the big the star of the show, uh, Ben Ernst, the, David Brisbane, the, the older guy that bought the ranch, the story is he drags his son from Jersey. Well, the kid was cast locally in Tucson. Uh, oh, she grew up like, in West Coastville. She went to San Tommy Moore, um, Christine Taylor. She wasn't far from you and I now. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, West Coast will represent. Uh, they got a quality, uh, the second best target in the area. Boo. I hate that target. <laughs> second best. <laughs> But the convenience of... Oh, she of, was in the craft, too. She did have a big... So I guess her big role outside of Hey Dude was the Marsha Brady and the Brady Bunch movie. Mm-hmm. But then she was in Seinfeld. And she was in Friends. And she was in the craft. Uh, wedding, she was in The Wedding Singer. That was a great role. And then uh, Zoolander with her husband, Ben Stiller, who she married in 2000. Uh, Arrested Development. My name is Earl. Who is she in Arrested Development? Sally Sitwell. Oh, that's it. She is Sally Sitwell. Yeah. Uh, I completely—I didn't even realize that. Yeah. Oh, shit. I love Sally Sitwell. She did in Neil Patrick Harris from 97 to 98. Oof. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so. Yeah. Sweet woman. Very nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. She was in Saved I, by I, the I Bell. Love... Oh, and Dodgeball. Don't forget Dodgeball. And Dodgeball. Okay. Is that all you've got on Hey Dude? Or... Uh, yeah, we kind of went off in the week. I, I, at some point, I'll, I'll pick a Hey Dude episode and MacGyver the shit out of it. Can't but, wait. Uh, it all comes down to I. It was one of the, the first, like, I mean, it was a kid's show, but you felt like a grown-up because you were watching a... That and Salute salute Your Shorts, yes. Yeah, like these, those two were like the standard bears. Well, it was actually produced by um, uh, Jeffrey Darby, who was... uh, He was an executive producer. He was the EP on uh, You Can't Do That on Television. Oh, Canadian. Yeah, so... Okay, moving on to... I guess... Oh, I didn't pull a clip from my final one, so I got to figure out what clip. Let's not do a clip. I'm doing Saturday morning cartoons for my next pick, and I'm gonna go off the beaten path here, off off the the the, the rad year script, 
And I'm, we don't need to do clip because I'm talking about a lot of things. This I'm going to go over the Saturday morning cartoons for the fall and spring of 1989. So ABC on fall of 89, a pup named Scooby-Doo Squeezer at 8 a.m. Nice. Gummy Bears, 8.30. 9 o'clock, New Adventures of Weenie the Pooh. 9.30 to a whole hour of Slimer and Real Ghostbusters. 10.30, Beetlejuice. 11 a.m., The Bugs Bunny and Tweety Show. And that was an hour too. CBS had Dink the Little Dinosaur at 8 a.m. Jim Hup- M- Henson's Muppet Babies for an hour. Pee Wee's Playhouse, which I was watching in 89, 100%. But I don't know. I guess I was kind of over Real Ghostbusters by the time they made it Slimer and Real, Real Ghostbusters. Yeah, it, it, everything kind of changed there. It was... Right. California Raisins was at 10. 10.30 was Garfield and Friends. Rude Dog and Dweebs was 11.30. Raggedy Ann and Andy, uh, 12. Uh, NBC, Alf Tales at 8. Camp Candy at 8.30. 9 o'clock. See, I watched all of these. I don't know how what how I dispersed. But a lot of them was probably syndication on like USA Cartoon Express. Captain mm-hmm. N and the Game Master at 10, 9 a.m. The Karate Kid at 9.30 the Smurfs at 10 a.m., Alvin and the Chipmunks at 11, Say by the Bell at 11.30, and Alf the Animated Season at 12, Kissy Fur at 12.30. That was fall. Now, spring of 89. Same with... Uh, ABC was uh, pretty much the same. Nothing changed. Uh, CBS, pretty much the same. Uh, absolutely nothing changed. NBC... Again, are they at this? Uh, nothing changed. But man, I watched all these shows. I definitely, I was I was a huge Pee Wee's fan, Pee Wee's Playhouse fan. But I also, I don't know if I watched. I was probably watching. We flipped around a lot, so I probably watched like Alf Tales and Camp Candy and Captain N, and then Pee Wee's Playhouse because I don't really remember watching a whole lot of the Karate Kid cartoon and then probably the real ghostbusters and beetlejuice and then say back to nbc for say by the bell Hmm. what about you definitely camp candy beetlejuice was weird beetlejuice i remember watching on fox 5 in syndication like fox yeah on week weekdays yeah. See, that's right. It kind of just runs together. I don't remember if I watched it. Like, yeah, it makes sense for me to say I watched it all on Saturday morning. I know, I know, I watched Saturday mornings Pee Wee Playhouse, PS Playhouse, because that did not get syndicated on weekdays. I did if I could. Yeah, you weren't allowed to. They were banned. It was a it? bad influence on me. Bad influence on my little squeezer. Yeah, but that's it. That's that's television in nineteen eighty. We've gone two hours, squeezer now. On television in 1989. Meandering through television in 89. And I I wrote in the comments, you want to hear RK read listings. This is the show for you. (laughs) You actually like brought some stuff, music videos, commercials to the table. I just straight up went the lazy route and read listings. That's not Reading lists is what we do. It's part of, it's the show, why the show's great. (laughs) Yes. Um. Oh, I was wondering why we didn't see Cody Clemens tonight. He got called up today. 
Oh, no shit. Roger Clemens' son. I thought we'd see him. He jammed his thumb. Uh, Derek Hall jammed his thumb. So Cody Clemens will be playing first base. Great. Oh, fuck. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's uh, wind up the show. Next week, we are doing... Man, could they have found a, a sweatier picture of Roger Clemens to have on your the first, like... <laughs> Google Roger Clemens and, like, the one picture they show up of him, like, when he's, like, older is, like, it looks like a mugshot. Yeah, it does. I mean, he's a sweaty fucking fat bastard now after he came off the roids. Oh, yeah. Uh, all That's right. I'm going to start saying, oh, yeah, I just, you know, got off the roids. Needs to be jacked. Needs to be jacked. Next, uh, next week, we are talking uh, movies from 1989. Same year, but um, movies. And we'll go in-depth on a couple of clean, a couple shitty movies and a couple of good ones, I'm sure, because, you know, I love shitty movies and you like uh, you like good movies, so we'll have a good we'll have a good mix for the It'll people. Be a good mishmash. Yeah. I mean, well, I I already know. And I will. What I'm gonna do between this week and next week, Squeezer, after Easter, after we celebrate make a list our Easter. Of movies. We'll admit, of course, make a list of movies, and we're all gonna get our Easter baskets and celebrate Easter. I hope everyone has a fun uh, spring equinox, whatever it is, solstice, whatever. And I hope that next week I come with a list of shows we are doing through the summer, radier oh. summer schedule. Uh, that's what I plan to bring to the table next week to not only talk movies of '89 but talk about our summer schedule. But until then, I am RK, and I'm Squeezer. And we're signing off. We'll see you next week.